0: Hello and welcome back to when The Clock End, an Arsenal awesome podcast with me, Steve. And joining me today to talk all things Arsenal, Calvin, good morning. Actually, I say good morning. Good afternoon.
1: Yeah, it has just ticked over to the afternoon, so we'll let you off on that one, Steve. But I'm very well, thank you. Um, all things considered for a Tuesday, which is, as we all know, fairly shit day of the week um, for those Monday to Friday workers. But uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm tip top. Uh, how's things with you? The other side of the pond.
0: It's not bad, mate. I've got a little bit of a cold. I've got a throat like a, I don't know, it feels like, it feels like sawdust, honestly. I'm yeah. I sound, like bit, I sound a bit like a zip today, I feel like. So I'm just drinking peppermint tea and lots of water and hoping that it'll, it'll soothe the pain. Looking like around. a podcast to uh, make your throat feel better.
1: Or <laughs> well, you could take the Irish approach and just get on what they call the hot toddy, which is the uh, hot whiskey, bit of lemon, and then a bit of honey in there. Slip that down, and you'll feel you'll feel brand new. Right as rain. Right as (laughs) rain. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: No, no. but all good. I'm all good, mate. Other than that, and the international break. um, Mm. So we are unfortunately in the middle of an international break. Mm. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about Arsenal shirts, old and new, uh, our favourite shirts, and how shirts have made a huge resurgence in recent years in in price and in streetwear culture. Uh, Before we jump to that, I wanted to touch upon Newcastle very briefly. It's safe Hard not. To to. Say, yeah, It's safe to say the population of Newcastle uh, can no longer see straight after an all-week binge. Mm. They're literally loving life up there. Um, it's something that will ultimately change the, lands- the, the football landscape. Mm. Um, but without getting into the politics of it all, what are your kind of thoughts and feelings as an arsenal fan and, and as mm. a football fan?
1: Mm, Yeah, I mean, you say not get involved in the politics. Very hard not to. um, With any sort of response, I think Um, you're going to brush over it or touch upon it in some weird or wonderful way. I must also caveat that Um, my brother, who does live on the other side of the world uh, at this point in his life, uh, is a Newcastle fan. So to get the, you know, I've spoken to him about it, the fan reaction, and it's obvious what that is. It's like I kind of spoke to you, you know, we had a conversation before the podcast yesterday on this when you gave me a phone call, and you can't help but, but look at it and go, it's kind of like, you know, how I would look at this, it's like looking at, you know, in-match football decisions that go for or against your club. I always try and position myself as, how would I feel if this was Arsenal, uh, or if that decision was given for or against Arsenal? And that's kind of how I'm looking at this this takeover. And you know, we spoke about it, and we, like you said, we're not going to go into too much detail on it because I think it has been done to death on, on a few other Arsenal podcasts at this point. Um, but how would I feel if it was Arsenal? And it's it's a strange one because he, there's two there's two sides to that that coin. And um, there's the fan side of you, which you know a lot of this like Newcastle, um, hate our owners. Um, and it's a case of anybody but them. Um, I don't care who it is. It's like, you know, look at the wards, towards the end of Emery or even towards the end of, you know, dare I say, Arsene Wenger's tenure. We've got to the stage where it's like, I don't care who's in charge anymore. It's just put someone else in charge. It's kind of how it is with our owners. Um, but then there is that, you know, that human aspect of you that kicks in. It's your conscience. you know, you're conscious and, is this something which is morally correct? look we know it's not if you look at the excuse the pun, the black and white of it all, but um yeah it's without like you say, without going into the political you know ins and outs of it, which it's hard for me not to do um it's it's tricky to kind of go. we knew this was wrong when Chelsea did it. uh we knew it was wrong when city did it. Hmm. We now know it's 100 percent wrong. Um, that Newcastle are going to do it. And Newcastle are going to do it on a whole different level. And we've seen the the figures of what they're now worth. They're now the richest club in the world. Isn't that mental? Mental is absolutely right. When you think of PSG, yes. Uh, and you think of City, yeah, for sure. Um, you can't... And again, this is the fan side of me. I'm sure you might agree on this. I know I'm probably going on a little bit, but you can't help but feel maybe a little bit envious. I'm well, not envious. Maybe that's not the word. Jealous? Uh, I don't know whether that's hey, the right word, word because you can't help but feel that, and you said it to me yesterday, are we going to be left behind again? Is this just even more hard, you know, harder for us now or even to to break back into the to the top four or whatever you want to call it? I mean, it's just, yeah. What, what are your thoughts? I mean, look, I've just dumped a load of mine onto you. So, you yeah. know, what, what's your kind of view on it?
0: I mean, here's the thing, like you can't help but think about it in an Arsenal way and how how it's going to affect, mm. you know, your own club. Mm-hmm. We have already fallen you know, far behind the pack and Man City played a big part in that. And this is just going to, you know, further bridge that gap. So it is, it is a concern and we don't go out and spend that much money to, compared to the likes of Chelsea, Man City. Um, but, you know, here we are trying to build, you know, a young squad of players mm. and, you know, Newcastle come along with all this money and you sort of feel like, what's the point at all? You know, here we are almost in this process of this transitional period. It's going to take a few years to get where we want to be. Mm. You know, and, there's, and there's no guarantees we're going to get there. And here they are, you know, oh, you want Saka? Here's 200 million. Oh, Emil Smith, right? It, Do you want 300 million? There you go, it's 500 million. I mean, yeah, obviously it wouldn't be that much, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it's worth sort of bearing in mind. Um, so, yeah, it's it's disappointing. But then at the same time, Chelsea, uh, Man City, PSG, it, it's happened time and time again. The, the biggest the biggest frustration for me is how, how it's ever been allowed to happen. It should never happen with Chelsea. Mm. Uh, it should never happen with Man City. I, I hope that they go down this season because I think that would be poetic if, if they were to uh, get relegated. One thing I'll say before we move on is like, you know, they're obviously outside the ground saying so we've got a club back. There was a really great quote from the Athletic and, and it said, um, I don't understand how these owners make them feel like they've got the club back under control. And it's, it's, it's so true. And also, I don't believe that, you know, people say, our oh, Newcastle fans deserve this. Why? What a what load of nonsense. Mm. They deserve it. They've been through this and that. Shut, shut the front door they don't deserve it no one deserves it that's it's it's, it's a farcical statement um
1: yeah because that's just basically not even glossing over but it's you know we we kind of spoke about this you know we rewind a few months and we go back to when we spoke about the, the potential super league right and then we thought well you know one of the biggest annoyances or frustrations about that is you've just taken away all the sporting merit this is a similar sort of situation. You're just buying your way to success, like like we've already touched on. We've already seen it. Um, it's it's played out. One club have done it for a long, long time. Chelsea, Um, and then Man City came along, and and they've done the exact same thing. And they both had similar results. You know, they're they're now at the pinnacle of the Premier League. They now win things consistently. They both appear in Champions League finals or get to the latter stages, and they've blown us out of the way. But you know, it's like that. That sporting merit, like, it's so yeah. frustrating to kind of see. And yeah, you know, like, I'm not here to point fingers at Newcastle fans. I don't think many of us could, you know, we're sponsored by the Emirates. We've got Visit Rwanda on our sleeves and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's more of a case of, you know, what, what can we, you know, I can't point that finger. But the sporting merit aspect of it, like, you know, Arsenal and Liverpool, I look at, we're quite similar clubs in a way. Um, Obviously, I'm not saying on the pitch at the minute, but... What I'm trying to say there is, we are where we are through historical success. You could throw Man United into that as well, of course.
0: I mean, Man United, probably the biggest football club in the world.
1: Exactly, but they're there through success. Yeah, um, and that's what I'm just trying to say is, you know, Man City were in Division One in my in both of our lifetimes, and we all know, and they, their fans will admit it as well if they're they're true and honest to themselves, and that's, you know, they wouldn't be where they are. No, no, no chance. Chelsea, you can always say possibly because they're in London. You know, the big, big club, you know, big, bigger than, than Man City everywhere, that's for sure.
0: The truth is about Man City is they give out free tickets with Happy Meals up there, so to conclude, money can't buy you class, but it can buy you trophies. And that's all we're going to say on it. Um, yeah.
1: We just have to let and just see how it goes, really.
0: So today we're talking all things Arsenal awesome shirts. There has been a huge resurgence in vintage football shirts and fashion. Uh, this year eBay has seen a huge surge in demand for classic kits, with searches Retro football shirts up by 136%, while the average selling price for second-hand football shirt has increased by 25% on last year. That's some facts and figures for you, right there, mate. Yeah, I
1: love that research, Steve. You're really bringing it to I the like point the last couple of weeks with your, your pre pod research. That
0: making up. notes and all sorts. Um, Unbelievable.
1: He's turned the corner, guys.
0: Absolutely. I've turned, I'm, I'm not in the corner. I've turned the <laughs> corner. <laughs> um, listen, yeah, the, the rise in popularity for vintage shirts, I think, can largely be attributed to the lockdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a time where Many of us rediscovered our old passions and started collecting again. You know, mm. more importantly, it was something to do. You know, I know, yeah. you know speaking from experience. You know, I sold a lot of shirts before me and Steph moved in together. Um, I, I, remember, I remember I sold a gold Sega for like 30 quid. And I remember thinking like, oh, how you know, how amazing, 30 quid. You know, three, four years down the line, a gold Sega goes for like 80 to 100 pounds And that's without mm. any printing. You know, so mm. you can see there's been a real uplift in, in, in the prices and, and the demand for the shirts. Yes. And, all, and also, like you know, we, we see it at Arsenal how every week they're releasing new merch and it just becomes a little bit watered down and you sort of lose interest with it.
1: We've all noticed, uh, probably joked about along the way, is the amount of releases we do, um, especially when it comes to leisure wear, should I say, or training wear or travel wear. Basically, they just put a new word in front of wear every week and then just do a new drop, right? That's just what we do, Um I've never been one massively for non-shirts. I've got one Arsenal jumper that I own, um, but I've never been one for training wear ever, I don't think. So back to the shirts piece, though, I think what, you know, I think the question that kind of springs to mind is why has there been such a resurgence in football shirts over the last, you know, 18 months, two years? Um, But I mean, like you, you said, it's some of us have collected for, you know, for years um and it's funny you you asked me this yesterday because I think you know we will come on to this and it's a case of how did you get into it right and it's it's I've got not it's not exactly a direct answer that I necessarily have but it's more of a case of like any fan I've always been a fond you know I've always been fond of a kit release you know I always get excited around that sort of time year when a new shirt comes out um and then you just can't wait to go and get it um that's just always how I've been I don't know why um, I guess it's just you know something which is ingraining you from a kid and I think if we talk about the resurgence of football shirts it's and again I have to look at things from a you know it's very uh, circumstantial it's my perspective that I'm looking at this or through my eyes um, and a lot of people that I interact with on, on social medias would be probably in and around my generation to be perfectly honest there's a few younger ones out there of course let's not forget Liam who also appears on this show You know, he's a good bit younger than myself. But I I think it's down to nostalgia, a lot of it. Um, And that's not just from the on a football front, it's from your personal life as well. You know, we'll come on to it in a minute. We'll talk about some of our favourite Arsenal shirts, And one of the ones I picked um, is purely because it's just, you know, I was at an age where things really, you know, you get to like 10 to 12, that sort of age, football starts to make sense to you. And, you know, the buzz of new players and, you know, we were becoming a good football side around then as well. I just look back fondly at those kind of points in my life and Arsenal's history. And then you put two and two together, you know, this one shirt that I find particularly, you know, amazing for whatever particular reason that's, you know, specific to me, Liam, on the other hand, couldn't give a shit about it because one, he probably wasn't even alive, Um, (laughs) you know, when I was wearing that shirt, which makes me feel fucking old. Um, But there we go. So with that in mind,
0: I'm dying to know, what is your favourite
1: shirt or shirts? Yeah, I'm never going to be able to pick one shirt. Um, I've Just for clarification to any listeners who aren't aware, I've got every shirt bar two since 1990. I do have the 89 away shirt from Anfield. Um, that was passed down from my cousin. What a legend. Um yeah, I've got several shirts because, you know, I'm spanning quite a, a long period of time there that I've, I've had them. Um, and like I said, you know, just now it's it comes down to not just purely the design. I think there's multiple. I mean, I could look at some of the modern designs. I think if we look at last season's home shirt, for example, absolute belter. And I'll probably look back on that in, in five to 10 years and think what a shirt that was. Um, but for me, it's it's impossible to pick one and it's impossible for that to stay the same. It changes, right?
0: The listeners are thinking, is he going to tell us?
1: (laughs) Eventually. You have to, you know, suspense is key. It's it's killing me. It's (laughs) killing me as well, because I've got to now kind of go through them. I've got them here for you, Steve, because, you know, one thing I do struggle with in my old age is... um,
0: A visual guide for me
1: and you. It's No, it's more, I just can't remember the years. They all roll into one. And I think, you know, you look at shirts now, there are three releases every year where we used to get alternative seasons you'd have a home shirt for two years and then you know you change your way shirt
0: you. goes to your third shirt
1: yeah the let's be honest third shirts weren't even a thing uh, for Arsenal Football Club until I think it was the season 2000-2001 uh correct me if I'm wrong or oh, we,
0: we had that blue shirt the Champions League didn't we
1: yeah 96 unless also how can I forget <laughs> The game I was actually a mascot for. Oh, right?
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How you're like, yeah, we didn't get until 2001.
1: Roll official. Let's just, I, I, I'll rephrase it. Officially released third shirt wasn't, a you,
0: thing. Have you ever spoken about that on the pod? About you being a um, mascot? No. Do you want to just tell the listeners quickly?
1: Very, very briefly. I'm sure the few of our listeners have done the same. But yeah, I was a mascot. Funnily enough, it was 1996 Coca-Cola Cup semi-final away at Villa. Um, And it was one of the only two occasions we wore that stunning blue third shirt, which was never publicly released. Um, Yellow, um, you mean? Yellow and blue. Yeah. Sorry. See, I I was there. It's because they didn't give me that kit. It was one of those shitty occasions where I was like, that kit's amazing. Never seen that before. I was like, give me one of those. Uh, No, they gave me the the, the away shirt that we were wearing that season, which was the, the, the blue lightning bolt. Uh, have, have you still
0: shirt. got it i hope you've still got it
1: yeah i've still got that one yeah, yeah. i'd have
0: that framed for the this have you still got the shot the socks and shorts
1: uh do you know what? i think i've lost them over the years no. perfect. i know i know i know but anyway you know, I've moved. I've moved. anyway
0: we'll be here for like six hours so let's yeah let's get into your favorite shirts then
1: favorites i'm going to start with home shirts and um, like i said picking one was impossible i've got several so apologies to listeners look i like to drag things out if you haven't noticed already this is just how i roll
0: this is part one it's going to go for about six hours today maybe
1: six just episodes of it we'll do a
0: strap in
1: that's a whole series strap in <laughs> strap, on. strap Jesus. on anyway look animal before it turns blue so number one for me and this is one that we actually spoke about recently that you don't like. It's grown on you. Um, yeah. But this specifically relates to kind of what I just said. There's another one I've got. You know, I think it might be in the following shirt after this one, funnily enough. But it's it's the, the home shirt um, designed by Nike. I've, I've, as I've always told you, I do really appreciate a home shirt with a touch of navy on it. I just like the contrast with the red and white
0: just bear in mind that this is an audio platform so the listeners can't see what you're showing me so you're going to I know. T- tell them the I'm year with him i'm
1: about to tell the year <laughs> if you just stop <laughs> in, <hurting>. this look, <laughs> listeners, this guy steve you know he at the, when we first started doing podcasts we'd be going bananas for cutting in and stopping him he loves to do that to me back you know i wish wish we could hold up the mirror to his face and <laughs> anyway this is the you love it i <laughs> do love it what we're we saying this year see this is where i need you now so this is the shirt just for the listeners what we're looking at it's Thierry Henry's first shirt that he would have worn, and we transitioned from JBC to Sega Dreamcast. So I think we're looking around 98. This is
0: 98-99 home shit when uh, we lost the league title to Man United. Yes.
1: Thanks for reminding us of that wonderful time. The but...
0: Famous shirt we wore at Villa Park when Burkett missed the penalty.
1: That's phenomenal memories. All good up memories. There shirt, by the memories. But this is what I mean. There's no... We didn't win anything particularly, but we were a good side around this time. I always loved the silky feel to this shirt. For some reason, it was a bit different. The flappy collar was a bit annoying, but I don't know. I just think it was around the time when we were, you know, we would transitioning under Wenger properly at this stage and, you know, seeing the likes of Thierry Henry, Vieira, Petit, that kind of, you know, that that team that was really being built at that time. It was exciting to watch. Uh, and it was just a personal favourite of mine. I always remember going and getting that shirt and, I think it was one of those occasions where, you know, you asked for the shirt and my dad said, you're not getting it, you know, just bluffing me, really. He was always going to get it for me on the day. And, you know, as a, I think I was about 12 years old around that sort of time. And I just, just loved it, mate. Just a great, great shirt. Like I said, it's it's funny because this is the shirt that, you know, our current home shirts kind of based on. Very similar, um, isn't it? very similar but i just l- always loved the blue trim on that one um i just thought it was a really really it is
0: trip. a lovely shirt the only thing i don't like is the collar like if that's a if that's if the collar's is different and it's not a <laughs> floppy collar that's up there because it's so it's quite simple really isn't it with the colors and, and the and, and the and the trim and the cut it's just that floppy collar or even if they'd have put like a little button in maybe
1: a little button would have been smart yeah. i agree with you on that but i think you know you look at a lot of our home shirts they are very or should be very simple, um, yeah. it's a simple template to work from, isn't it?
0: Red, red yeah. and white with a blue trim. Next up, what's next how many up, have we got? How many have we got here
1: again? I've got seven wow. Seven shirts, yeah. I mean, okay. it's too hard. I mean, we'll rattle through some of them, but this one's a very similar story, okay. And it's the following shirt from the next season. Again, it's purely nostalgia. Um, you know, it's our first official proper uh Sega Dreamcast era and again it's a very similar design to the other one um you know it's red white with blue trim this for me just always made me this was one of the most exciting periods to watch arsenal you know we were very much established under wenger i remember specifically watching this i was on holiday somewhere you know this is you remember listeners this is before the day of you know on demand pff, everything uh, or even mobile phones didn't have one at this stage in my life uh, and i remember watching us play Liverpool in a very early um, early game of that particular season. I think we won the game, and you know we'd signed the likes of Laurent. Uh, there was a few others in there. You know, Thierry Omri had really established himself the season before as a you know you know out and out striker for us. And there was something different about it. You know, the, you know I really liked the stiff red collar um, on this shirt. So, Just yeah, for the me- listeners, this is a the, 2000,
0: 2002 home shirt. This is your reference point.
1: Yeah, you, you can just call out the. This is why I needed you, man.
0: Yeah, it, you know that is a lovely shirt. I've I've got that shirt in um, from when I was a child, and Steph yeah. actually wore that shirt to Burnley last week, which
1: is nice. Was quite did cool. you? It's, yeah. it's a it's a cracker. Yeah, it's a great shirt. It's a cracker. So this is the uh, one before the final home shirt. Just this season, you might struggle with what's This is the. It's I mean, 2010. Look, let's just say it's the shirt we beat Barcelona in. Um, Twenty ten memories. Great shirt. Great shirt. This one. It's up there one of my favorites. No blue on it, but I just loved the simplicity of the shirt and a long sleeve with the white collar and the red cuffs. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely superb, nice and simple. And it's yeah. Underrated fantastic.
0: shirt. The the only thing I say about that shirt is the, the collar. If if the, the neck, maybe the white was a little bit thinner, it would be really picky.
1: Yeah, I mean and yeah. it's
0: I, I actually used to have that shirt in a long sleeve as well. Um but and, so, belt and belt I got rid of it. Yeah, it was 2010-11. 10-11 yeah, was
1: Lovely
0: shirt. Really good yeah. shirt. I saw, I saw us play a lot in that shirt. I went to a lot of games that season. Um, so yeah. yeah,
1: again, there you go. So that's where your your nostalgic aspects kicking in. You know, again, it's more circumstantial to what you were doing at your time. And that's when you were going the most. So moving on to the final home shirt, um, which I was a big fan of. And obviously, you're a big fan of this one as well. Hard not to be. It's the Drumberg special. 94-96 um, home. The 94-96 lightning bolt with the gunners. Um, And then the Arsenal on the back. Something which I wish we'd do more of. Um, If we're going down this retro route, which we've been doing lately, I'd love us to to re-establish that. And I think I said this to you on our current home shirt. If you've bought the player edition of this, you will know that at the bottom, um, at the back, at the bottom of the shirt, on the inseam, um, weirdly, I think, and I say weirdly, it's a lovely touch, but it's just in the wrong place. It says victory through harmony, but it faces inwards. And I'm just like, it would have been, a lovely little touch to put that at the bottom on the outside like we used to on these sorts of kits was oh,
0: that on the new shirt is it
1: yeah yeah the yeah. new the new the new home shirt. yeah
0: it's interesting they always put like you know behind, behind the badge on the inside of the shirt they'll put like victoria concordia Crescent as well which is mm. it's a lovely touch but you always think yeah the point maybe like on the little like a sleeve you know they have like a little bit of fabric kind of hanging off
1: be, yeah i mean look like it, look let's just transition into that because you, you're actually touching on one of the things that i love um oh, wow. first away shirt up is help me out again
0: 95 90 no not this is the 96 uh, 97
1: away so, shirt. yeah this was the one where it was the simplest of simple designs uh from a home and away point of view and i thought it was really cool we did it with those Drambo all three though um home away uh, and third shirt they're just the same template just different colors this
0: is um, literally identical to Wow, yeah. the, the home shirt, the 96, 98 yeah. home shirt with the collar mm. I love the collar on this. And just and the, you know, on the front of the shirt where you you, you can't really see it unless you're you know, really
1: close. It's the old badge and gunners in yeah, the background.
0: Phenomenal. What
1: size is that? That one uh, is a medium. It, these shirts come very small. They can be hidden. They can be bizarre. I mean, some of the sizing from shirts back then, some are massive some or small. they're very big up top, but not very long. Yeah really strange but just onto the the little piece you were saying there what made me wanted to move on to the shirt was a little the little designs that you got so on the on the cuff um of the both of these shirts there was that piece of fabric uh which just had a little cannon on it and i think we all love it it's just really really smart um looks great it's just something a little bit extra which we we do lack on some of our modern shirts um but yeah i mean you know that little piece there, and again you know, they, they've transitioned away from having Arsenal um to having. Look at, look at that Gunners.
0: That Gunners is literally crisp as well absolutely on the, on, on the, the back of it.
1: it. Looks lovely. That's a lovely piece. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Uh, and again, you'll notice with all of my away picks, I'm a man of tradition.
0: Yellow and blue, red and white, yellow and
1: blue. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I've loved, I've appreciated. I don't say loved. I've appreciated some of the designs of the new kits. Um, but no, I just think the colours. Um, it's hard to 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 step away from it. One thing I do just want to say, just on away kits, and I'd love to know your 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 point of view on this. Uh, and any listeners, feel free to get in touch on it. What's your take on changing the badge colour to suit the the colours of the away or and or third shirts in the modern era? I mean, if you look, let's just pick one out for example. I think back to a Puma black and you know, luminous pink or electro pink sort of design, and it had the badge was black and electro pink, for example. Because um, yeah. look, if you look at that shirt there in the modern world, would that badge be possibly just navy now?
0: If you think back to our first season with Adidas, we had the the third shirt, the blue shirt, and yes. that was like a, that was a, like a rubbery outline, really like that. Um, and then after this season's away shirt with the cannon, um,
1: different. Like,
0: yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Like Liverpool do it. They've just got like um like a bit on there,
1: haven't they? So you were just saying about that, that Arsenal third shirt from from was it not last is it no season before last now?
0: 1920, it? yeah. Jesus Christ. We, it, it was a days. third shirt, we had to bruise Nana.
1: But this is what I mean about this particular. I mean, I love this shirt as much as you do. I think it's really smart. But one thing that it irks me a little bit, maybe it's because I'm a bit, you know, man of tradition, but this badge for me should be the traditional badge. You can oh, have a go at me well, I saying disagree.
0: That. I like it.
1: For that design, it does look smart. You can't deny it. But there's just something. Let's just move on to another shirt. Let's hold them up side by side. They're very similar.
0: He's holding the 2001-02 uh, third 02 the blue Dreamcast.
1: You see traditional coloured badge, obviously the traditional badge. Yeah, as well. but you've
0: also got to move with the times.
1: I think it looks smart with, with the. Oh, bikes. it looks smart. I can't deny that. It looks amazing. Um, big big fan of that shirt. So as we just held it up, uh, let's talk about the Is it the 2000, 2001 third shirt. Hmm. That'd be another one. There's only one more shout out to your listeners. You'd be glad to know. Uh, but yeah, I just love this because it was just it was a new thing at the time. Um, third shirts had been worn, but not publicly released. And this was the first one to be publicly released. And I do remember going to watch a game. Again, it's specific to me. Where we actually wore this shirt for the first time against Slavia Prague at Highbury, at um, which was unusual to wear a different color kit at home. We'd done it, we'd done it before in Europe in my lifetime. And I believe it was in the Cup Winners' Cup. I can't remember who the opposition was, but we wore yellow. It might have been PSG. I think so it was it was unusual anyway. Um I know I know we wore a white shirt against Farmer once in the FA Cup did we
0: yeah Yeah. because they were the home team we wore the blue
1: fuck me I don't remember that there you go just serving up some different knowledge for me
0: yeah
1: I'm pretty sure it was either Bayern or was it Valencia Bayern or Valencia Champions League anyway there we
0: go Bayern or Valencia (laughs) So oh, last, last does shirt. that does that conclude your favourite shirts or is there more? I mean, look, no,
1: the very last one, and it's hard not to pick it. I've left it to last. We've already spoken about the experience, but it's the it's the the Dramberg third shirt from uh, was it ninety three to ninety five? Um, obviously the shirt I was mascot for. What's your favourite Arsenal shirt, Steve? I don't Mom. really
0: have. A, I don't really have a
1: favourite. Ah, <laughs> uh, you asked me to pick out favourites, then said I've picked too many. as if I'm picking one from <laughs> I'm
0: joking. So so for me, um, I'd say my favourite home shirt is is the 94-96. The, the um, it just, it comes down to like wearability with me. Uh, like when it comes to sort of collecting shirts, I only ever really want shirts that I can wear and enjoy. i have never really to people who just buy shirts to sort of have them and sit in their wardrobe. It doesn't, I just think it's a waste of time. Um, mm. You know, you take the, the A506 burgundy shirt, Mm. Uh, our final season at Highbury and, and that's a, it's a great shirt and you know the last fans you know talk about that as one of our best and personally not for me but mm-hmm. each of their own and, and that's the sort of shirt that you know with the shorts and socks it looks great but mm. in a, a social setting where you're wearing it like with jeans you know or you know whatever you know going out to the football it just sort of loses its
1: um, yeah no yeah. absolutely
0: it, it falls a little bit flat um you yeah. know and, and it's like the a shirts two of my favorite Arsenal shirts that the the the, uh, the the shirts we famously lost on a beating record to man united um great shirts but trying to style them and wear them out and about it's an absolute nightmare Can um, agree more. whereas the 94 96 shirts that both the home and away they just look stunning, and it, 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 they're just timeless. Mm. Um, and for that, I'd say, you know, collectively, you know, the the, 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 the those two first-round shirts are my favourite. Mm. One of my favourites I don't own is the third shirt you've just uh, shown me there.
1: Mm.
0: I love that shirt, and it was a classic football shirts for quite some time, and I just, I, you know, I just couldn't bring myself to buy it. We had many conversations, didn't we, about it. Mm. I think we would message daily. I'd message you daily going, Shall I buy it? And you'd be like, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> and, I think and eventually, you... I I sort of just thought, you know what? Don't buy it. And then and then it did sell out. And to be honest, I'm glad I didn't because I don't think I'd get much use out of it. And you know, and it comes down to that with me. If, if I'm not going to wear it, then I'll move it on or sell it.
1: That would be there was... not selling it. But I get what you mean about wearing it. There's a lot of shirts, as you know. Uh... You know because we discussed this stuff quite a lot. That's kind of how we got chatting in the first place. But you know, I own a lot of shirts that I just can't wear. Um, they're just in a wardrobe as part of a collection. And look, listeners, this isn't through choice. I built like a 12-year-old <laughs> Steve, you can have you know second this as you met me there at the mm. game last week. Um, you know, that that piece that I just held up that I got from classic football shirts, that, that third shirt is purely for looking at, unless I want to go and get it tailored, things like a double XL. Uh, I mean, you could, I could make a tent out of it. It's that big. Um, and, but also, there's a lot of shirts that I own from that era. I mean, look how, you know, we talk about fashion and all this sort of stuff. Look how much shirts have changed over the years. I mean, I remember, um, you probably remember when rugby first kind of went to that stretchy shirt and, you know, tight fitting. And and then when Italy did it with their, those Kappa shirts back in the day, they were mocked for it. You know, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. That's all you get now. You know, where we've seen, you know a lot of my and again i don't know why i did this i look back and think what the fuck was i thinking like a, you know the invincible shirt i bought that in a medium i don't even buy medium anymore i don't buy medium now i'm an adult I and mean, what was i doing uh it's but that's just how it shirt, was isn't it I, yeah.
0: I i really love that i love the um the 204 shirt but mm. once again that is literally like the the um the 506 it's just not very wearable and the fit no. and the weird collar Whenever I try, I've, I've got it in long sleeve and a short sleeve. And like, mm. whenever I try and wear it, I just think it just looks a bit, a bit shit. Yeah. Um. The same. The same with like the yellow, the 304 the floppy collar one. That one I and never really like to wear. Just can't we, wear it. Yet. One of the one of my favourite shirts I said I do wear is the O304 blue away shirt. Um. The we the shirt we beat Romer in when Henri. All the white shirt. shorts and the white socks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then I guess it's a toss up. I don't really have any fav- favorites, but like the four or five away shirt that I mentioned before, with that the yellow trim and like, the red sleeve, mm.
1: just this, love, love was, that shirt. Okay, just on that shirt, and you've also mentioned that neither of us have really mentioned a lot of people love it, and that's the last the last uh, the Highbury send off shirt, right? What's yeah. your opinion on a scented badge?
0: It was their template around that time, wasn't it? All the Nike shirts had that sort mm. of central template with it, with the Nike tick in, in the top right hand corner. Um, yeah, it was fine. I really, honestly, I really like those shirts. The only thing I say mm. is, in terms of wearability, they're not the most giving shirts. Mm. Um, and then, and then, my final shirt I'd say is the '98 away shirt with the blue, I like sort of square patches across across the across the middle. Honestly, love that shirt. Show me with the double in. We beat Man United 1-0, Mark Avermars
1: Oh yeah, the the yellow away one Yeah, that's it We wore that for
0: two years, I think we wore that in 99 as well
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right, we did Um, It's funny, we've had some And we still do have some great shirts I mean, look, Puma got a bit of a rep For being fairly shite Um, Fairly Fairly is, is correct. I mean, I think we can all thank our lucky stars that we're no longer with Puma. Imagine having to put up with that third shirt this year. You can fucking stick that in the bin. One of the worst Terrible. shirts. Awful. Terrible. Absolutely Terrible. awful.
0: Since ADAS have returned, I think they've been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, th- the first season with the that home shirt um, and then the Bruise Nana and, and the blue shirt we've spoken about previously. Last mm-hmm. season, I th- the home, I think was one of our best home shirts we've had in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I just think I it's a great shirt. I think last season our two away shirts weren't particularly good um, and that's being kind they're pretty <sighs> average that, that white one the white one is terrible I got it and the the blue second shirt which you've got with the European badges on I just thought it was pretty naff didn't like it at all whereas this season they've really made um, you know a strong turn all, all three shirts I think this season are ph- phenomenal um, mm. especially our, our third shirt mm. with the, the lightning bolt inspired shirt that is just that's one for the future, isn't it? Where you look back and you know, that was a classic shirt.
1: Classic. one, And again, you know, I'm a man of frustrations and I think a few others have pointed it out. Why did we not put red print instead of white print on the back of that shirt? It would look immense. Here's the thing though. Why don't you, you know, do a custom job? You could do that. Because uh, look, as a collector these days, I can't do that. Um, You've got
0: to keep it authentic, haven't you?
1: Keep it authentic. But saying that, I went through a phase... Um, I think Arsenal used to offer it actually if you ordered a shirt online, but instead of getting like just Premier League patches or just Champions League, get one of each. Yeah, they used to offer this one of each, so I've got a few of those knocking around. I've also got, like a few, yeah, I've got a few mismatched ones as well, where it used to be very annoying if you ordered it from Arsenal direct it's okay, you can change it now on, on the... Well, not that we can change it because it's just one badge you can get on Arsenal Direct in this day and age. Uh, was kind of <laughs> so, that was a bit of a, a slap in the face <laughs> of reality, but... Actually, no, you, you you can get the FA. Can you get the FA Cup and
0: the, the um, Carabao badges. Cup? No, not the it's badges. Yeah. I mean,
1: I've yeah. thought about that because I haven't bought this year's third shirt just yet. Um, I thought about possibly just going with the Arsenal print and then trying to source some, some FA Cup badges. But if you don't wear it in the FA Cup, this season then it's a bit of a pointless scenario so I might wait on that one but you know going back to you know the odd patches I did there's a few where I've got and someone pointed this out on my Instagram being like why why have you got Premier League print and then European badges that's all you could do on Arsenal Direct sometimes I regret some of them now because I do like them to be the one or the other Um, but yeah quite there's a number of shirts I've got where they've got both Premier League and Champions League
0: what would you say is your most sort of random shirt, whether that be a name set or a number?
1: You ask me this, and it's a strange one because I've always tried to duck away from the the obvious. Not so much now because I've gone back and applied some name sets of some obvious people like Thierry Omri, Mesut Ozil, um, Alexis Sanchez. Some of these, right?
0: Yeah, there there are certain um, shirts that when you look at them, you, you instantly think of that player, don't you? you
1: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely.
0: Th- at the same time, I feel like it does get a little bit boring. You know, you like the more unusual name sets because mm. it's, it's, it seems so like um, heavily dominated by the Burcamps, Henri Vieira. Do you know
1: what yeah. I mean? And I, you know, I've got some of these, but I think it, and it's funny because it's only that, you, you know, you say the name now and you think, well, that's not really that different. Um, I'll come on to it in a second. But at the time, I went... So the first season, we wore the Invincible shirt. Obviously, we were coming off the back of winning the league. Um, we had a very good season. But I remember distinctly going to watch a Champions League game uh, against Inter Milan of this season. That actually, no, was that the Invincible year?
0: That we lost at home?
1: Yeah, they batted us and they were phenomenal. Uh, and beat 5-1 away. Yeah, that's it. that was the invincible year, actually, correct me if I'm wrong. So a year before that, I remember, I don't remember what game it was. It could have been a handful of games where Colo Torre had come into the, the side mm. and nobody really knew or could identify where he played. He was kind of chopped. He was midfielder. I didn't think he played right back, left back, centre mid. Um, and he was just this bundle. I, I, it's so hard to explain Colo Torre in his early years at Arsenal. Just a bit chaotic, lots of energy. But you loved, there was something about it that you just loved. Um, so I put him on the back, number 28, Colo Torre, um, of that Invincible shirt. Um, so, yeah, that would be my only unusual um, name that I probably have on the back of a shirt. I've got a few of them where I went through a phase. I think it's where and you'll probably laugh, and a few others probably will as well. But I just fucking... Didn't have many favorite players for a while at Arsenal because we were pretty shit. Um, or they, not necessarily that I didn't have any favorites, but they weren't worthy of going on the back of the shirt. Mm. Um, I know what so you mean. I've got quite a few shirts where there's just a number.
0: Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Mm. When they just print the number, do they print it higher without the name or do they leave space for the name?
1: Well, actually, boring, very boring story. I actually complained about these two Arsenal directly. Um, it would have been our last Puma shirt. I decided it was the last Puma one. I was like, Do you know what, I'm, I'll buy the player edition just to see. I, d- I bought one player edition from Puma, the second. It was the second uh, shirt we did, which was really, really smart. It was the one where I think it was the year Leicester went on to win the league, that that particular shirt. Um, but yeah, I see again, this is that phase. I just put number 11. If, you know, number 11, you've seen it on the back of that third shirt. It's just a lucky number of mine, no particular reason for it. So that's usually my go-to, that or number 10, because number 10's a winner. But um, got 11 on this one and it arrived. And I was like, why is it so low? Like, it was so low, Steve. I put it on and like half the number was over my ass.
0: And I was just like, <laughs> what is this?
1: This is fucking absolutely embarrassing. Or it might have been number, whatever number it was. I ended up sending it back. They, and they were like, no, this is our template. And I was like, guys, I sent them like images of the Premier League team wearing it. I said, look how high the number is there. And they went, yeah, but there's no uh, there's no name on this one. And I was like, what fucking difference does it make? And anyway, what did they do in return? Is they sent me, it must have been some screenshots of a reserve game or something, where they said, well, look at this. This is how our reserve team are wearing, you know, the under 23s or whatever you want to call it. And it was really low, really low. Uh, but I managed to get, I sent it back and they did change it. It's still not great, to be perfectly oh, honest. Oh, bless
0: with. you. That's annoying.
1: But um, this, is is should, this is why
0: you should get This is why you should never get Listen numbers Listeners
1: we'll Yeah I, don't, I think it was, I haven't done one since Funny enough I haven't done one since then Because I was like That's just Too much effort Too much hassle For a bloody football shirt
0: Literally I don't really have anyone Particularly random On my shirts I've got Henri's I've got some Vieiras mm. Lundberg Riziki got Fabregas one Which I like I do love Ces Fabregas
1: sesk yeah, I had him on. You one of your favourite shirts, actually. It would be in the scene. You know, we all remember for those of us who were lucky enough to watch Sask break onto the scene. But when he came on and he ran the show um in the Community Shield, I believe against Man United. Blue mm, um, shirt, yeah. We, we when he had that his, mullet. Oh, the mullet! I wish he kept that longer because that mullet was spectacular. But. um yeah, I just seen him, you know, boss it in, in, in the midfield there against a very good United side. And I thought, you know what, you can go on. Um, so I got him number 15. That's good. Uh, on the back of that one. But I've got a couple of modern day strange ones. Um said it to you yesterday. Hindsight might be a wonderful thing on this, but Gendouzi is on the back of a a mint away. Or is it the third shirt, the Puma one a couple of years, a few years back now? We had this kind of minty green with blue. Remember that? Oh,
0: with a weird collar. Yeah. That's that is a nice shirt. It is. In a weird sort of way, but the collar yeah. just ruined it.
1: Yeah, no, I can agree. But yeah, Ganduzy's on the back of that one.
0: You're gonna struggle to resell that one. Probably,
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. It, Unless it, he it becomes is. some sort of like Serge Nabry. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where he goes on to oh, have his own.
0: Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? So a question for you on football shirts. You know me, I'm always sort of buying shirts where I can and always looking for a deal. Do you mm. think the current price of football shirts is justified? I feel like, you know, classic football shirts sort of set the bar in mm. terms of, you know, the, what shirts go for. Um, and there there is that sort of sense that, especially on eBay, you see people selling shirts that they'll stick on really like, you know, average Joe shirts for like £100. And it's like, yeah, mm. the one that's been set on eBay for like six months
1: question um here i go i'm going to give a yes no response because i think it's very hard to give just a yes or a no because basically when you look at it right there's there's a few things you have to take into consideration one how good is the shirt condition um you know how many has it got a name on the back if it does does it have patches what patches um also were we successful around this time when that shirt came out or is it a truly iconic shirt, i.e. the bruised banana to a lot of people is, you know, a truly iconic shirt. That's why we re-released it. Um, is it justified? I think mainly yes because I think if you look at anything over time, it's like it's like people that love gaming, right? As a, an example. Um, to me and you, a Sega Mega Drive or from that sort of area, it wouldn't be worth bugger all to us. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't have a strong affiliation to it. We all played it, but I, it doesn't appeal to me like Arsenal does. Right. Whereas there'll be someone out there who thinks the Sega Mega Drive was the best thing ever. They probably still want to play it. They just love everything that's associated to it. And they have that nostalgic connection to it. So they might pay the money uh, to get hold of one or get, get one back in their lives. And that's kind of how I look at what I do with football shirts. There's been a number of shirts, um, that I just had missing from the collection that during lockdown, I was like, you know, what? if I can find it for the right price. And again, what is the right price? That comes mm-hmm. down to the individual, how much you're willing to spend on a shirt. I think the most I spent, uh, funnily enough, wasn't on that, the the third shirt from classic football shirts, that Drumberg um, yellow one. It was actually from, from Rocky. Um, as we all know, um, Rocky Nico, most people would be pretty familiar with him and his rise over the last couple of years sells top quality shirts i mean he I, he's pretty honest with his descriptions but i did buy the that that yellow one i showed you earlier on with viera on the back um i think that's 150 quid something like that but it was the only one i was like it's really hard to find and I say that until you're going to pipe up and go, well, I found one for 50 pounds the other day. Bastard. Um, but no, it was one where I was like, I haven't seen a good quality one of these. I'll just take the hit on this one.
0: Mm. Uh, I guess but, as well, um, you're paying for the convenience of having it already printed up. That's that's the big thing, you know, because mm. um, if you get it, you, you sort of can, I guess, I mean, in terms of buying it yourself and then sending it to someone to print it up, um, you probably might have saved 20 quid. Mm-hmm. and you know what, what for, for say a 20 quid you know you're just gonna you, i'd rather spend the extra money and get it get it in
1: get it all done yeah and then you yeah. know it's going to be good quality because that's another thing you know how good's the print on the back um you know there's a couple that i've got pff, are either ces fabregas one i was just talking about you know the the five on that 15 is fairly fucked to be mm-hmm. honest with you to the point where i think if you do if i ever did want to sell them sell them or some of them they would need a little bit of touching up
0: there's a huge market now for football ship restoration. Hmm. Um, maybe that's that should be our calling. Something maybe they I just don't have do like when, when they read the sponsors. I spoke to a guy a while back about the... Oh, well, it was 06 or 07. I first shirt at the Emirates. Our first shirt at the Emirates. We were renowned. Horrendous Fly Emirates. And he just said to me, listen, mate, I hate doing Fly Emirates. And I said, okay, no worries. And it's sat in my wardrobe ever since. But to be fair, they only paid 10 quid for it, so... Um, I can't complain too much. Before we move on to on this day, um, mm. obviously, whenever when anything is popular, there was, there's always the counterfeits. When I started buying shirts again, I did initially look at the counterfeits because I was, I guess, a little bit put off by mm. the, the resale value. Mm. But what I will say is, you know, I appreciate that not everyone can afford the shirts, but there are bargains out there. Don't waste your time buying fakes for 10, 20 quid um and it really frustrates me that there are a lot of influencers on on youtube and instagram who and there are some fans who who resell they buy these shirts from china for a 10 pound or you know whatever they do from DHK or aliexpress and they for like 35 pounds and although that's some of the replicas are quite good Mm. just just pay a bit extra just pay that you know you you can get authentic replicas for like 40 50 quid you know yeah and then they're much better quality the real thing and and they stand out as well. These fakes. I was in the pub before the the Tottenham game, and there was this guy with like an A one hundred and two Dreamcast that you showed me earlier, and it, it had camel on the back, and it was so shiny, it was literally mm. glistening because it's so. It looks so cheap and nasty. And I was thinking, like, why would you wear that?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's. It's one of those where I look personally. I would agree with you. You know, buying fakes is just something I I wouldn't do. Um, I, there's just something about owning the true replica that i like when it comes to collections but that you know, it's, it's hard for me to say buying fakes is wrong there's two reasons for that one financial circumstances football shirts aren't fucking cheap mate anymore they're bloody expensive they're incredibly overpriced as we know um you know if i want to get just a you know a short sleeve with name and patches sent from arsenal to here you're looking at and this isn't even the the they're identical rep because this is just the fan versions that they do now and you know you're looking at 120 quid
0: yeah 120 i mean it, euros, it's a lot money, I, I'm, but... I'm more referring to sort of vintage shirts, vintage um because yeah. I, I have i have seen some of the new shirts and and they are the new ones are very close um but at the same time listen you wait till you wait till january february they can to like 20 quid it's not a lot to pay, really, for, for the offense. No, 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 it's,
1: it's not. No, I'm not saying that. But then there's, the, you know, the pressure of kids. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I get um, it. If
0: you've got, say, listen, you've got a family of kids and they don't really care and, and it's just for Sunday football, why not? But I think for, mm. I, I'm looking at more from a collector's point of view, you know, mm. just pay a little bit extra and get the real thing. Mm.
1: The mod, yeah, the, I get what you're saying because there is a bit of a, not cut off, but there's a difference between buying a retro and then buying a modern day. Uh, and I think, you know, the other reason I was going to say is not just with, you know, financial um, capability. It'd be more of a case of a lot of fans these days also like to buy these modern day replicas um, because they don't want to support or be perceived to be financially supporting the conkers Which, look, I can kind of understand. Um, and it's completely up to yourself what you want to do. But at the same time, I think it's it will be a minimal um, dent that the conkers will feel if, you, if there's a handful of people unfortunately buying these the, these fake replicas
0: yeah i don't really buy into that sort of idea
1: but not i mean look it would take mass it would take a massive amount of people um for that to have any sort of effect but again look it's it's your own personal choice like it's an opinion isn't it if that's what you want to do that's fine that's just i ain't doing it (laughs) so steve um as we discovered last week uh, and for listeners who listened last week we discovered that steve quite likes to answer the on this day section and i actually didn't mind questioning steve because it puts him under pressure for a change, which, let's be honest, we all love to see. Um,
0: You love to see him in the
1: mud. (laughs) Yeah. I like to watch him sweat. But anyway, on this day is an absolute cracker. Um, I'm a bit jealous that you get to do this one, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Steve has no idea. He says he hasn't seen it on social media yet. I find this hard to believe because that bloke's online 24-7 unless he's having a nap. This is the anniversary of Arsene Wenger's first, first game. game in charge.
0: Oh, you know what? I have seen this, actually. See, there you go. Look, now the truth comes out. I... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, I did see something, actually. Clip so, yeah. a picture of him at Ewa Park.
1: 12th of October, 1996. Okay. And it's, this is a good one because, you know, yeah, yes, he was officially our manager before this, but this was the one where he first sat on the bench away at Blackburn. What was the score? Was it 2-0? Yeah, who scored the goals?
0: Anelka and Wright.
1: Did Anelka score in this one? I don't believe so. No, he did He, score,
0: uh, he scored, he, I swear he scored. The following, se- I think okay. it was the following season, okay. in
1: Kit yeah. in the snow. Ian Wright scored there, right? Ian Wright scored them both, I believe. Yeah. Um, but we played a 4-4-2. Can you name that starting 11?
0: <laughs> the pressure is on.
1: There okay. we go.
0: So, David's in goal?
1: Correct. Good um, start, solid
0: Solid start, one out of one uh, Nigel Winterburn and Lee yeah. Dixon, fullbacks. Yeah Centre backs I messed up last week, I went full backs again Centre backs, I'm going to go Adams and Bold
1: 100% There's your back five
0: Back five
1: There we go, this is where you now you'll start to struggle
0: Central midfield Yes Paddy Vieira Correct uh, Ray Parler No Mm. Mark Overmars.
1: In mid No, I'm I'm doing the midfield four. Uh no, Overmars had not yet signed.
0: I thought he was uh, oh, this is 96, 97, isn't it?
1: Yeah. You're a season header. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a season
0: head. Ignore me. Um it's just because it's because
1: it's, it's the same kit. Yeah, he had seen... this is what is. Yeah. that's a good point. Just him to rewind. Pet- him,
0: him and Emmanuel Petty signed that summer coming, didn't
1: they? Yeah. Um that, that's what just one thing I just it? wanted to say. Sorry, just before you go on to that, is much easier to to remember the years of football shirts in today's era mm. that we just said earlier. Yeah, it is one shirt. Anyway, sorry, because you always
0: had two years. Um, yeah, so we got Vieira. No partner. I'm just Charles. gonna
1: I'm gonna give you a little bit of a clue on this one because, like I said, you will struggle. Not this chap. Oh well, no, no, not that yeah. legend. Um, he was traditionally a centre half.
0: Something like Keane. Yeah. In the midfield? Yeah. Strange. I, I can't imagine strange. he had the, le- I can't imagine Martin Keown with other legs for it.
1: He was just sitting morning in Paddy Vieira, a young if Paddy I, Vieira was just strolling around.
0: If I see him at work again, I'm going to say, you know that game against Blackburn? What are you doing in midfield?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we've got Keown and Vieira in the middle mm-hmm. on the wings. So we've got mm-hmm. no parlor. Merson.
1: Paul Merson. Yeah.
0: Paul Merson. Mm-hmm. Um, any guess will do, Steve. Any name? I mean, Actually, can't even think. It's like, like it's quite hard. Your name?
1: Know. English.
0: Can we go to the strikers first? Yes. Is it? Is it? Um, for strikers, I'll go. Burkamp and Wright.
1: Ian Wright was there. Dennis Burkamp Hart- was not in the squad. Hartson. John Hartson, correct? Yeah. So so who is one. that last remaining winger who is it it's going it's going to be really
0: obvious when you tell me and I think how do I know it's
1: not really rep- obvious because he came to arsenal towards the end of his career the biggest and David best plan Platt. there you go yes, David Platt.
0: there we go David Platt.
1: that's not i mean it wasn't terrible not terrible but it's an unusual eleven um other than the back five which is obvious uh, but yeah, I mean, look, it's what what a good one to do. Arsene Wenger's first real game. In charge really of the club. I like that
0: next week. I think, like, because um, I, I like making you and Liam squirm, so maybe we'll, we'll I'll do some next week.
1: If Liam's <laughs> back next week, I'm doing this and it'll be my last one that I do for a while because <laughs> I haven't tested Liam yet and I quite like to experience. <laughs> yeah, okay, me. that's funny. and then we'll pick a game that before he was alive and you know, really we'll throw do. him under the bus.
0: We'll do like January. 1974
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'd all struggle with that one we'd all struggle with that one
0: not it not a scooby
1: not a scooby do is right but i guess um on that bombshell uh do, do you want to wrap it up and call it a day
0: i guess so um when's our next game is it monday against Paris? Yeah. and then friday no, no, no. against villa mm. fuck, hate- fuck sky tv man what is that about
1: yeah, I mean, I don't mind these games so much because you know I like the fact they're on TV and look. As much as I think there's nothing worse uh, than after the international break that your team doesn't play until the Monday, because you know you haven't had Arsenal for a weekend for a while, um, and as we've just seen, it's not fun to to have Arsenal not play. I like that to have uh, you know I like that as part of my weekend, but come Monday evening. When Arsenal on the TV, I mean, it's, it's nice. Um, you know, Monday, Mondays and Tuesdays, pretty shite days of the week. But, you know, throw Arsenal on the TV on a Monday night makes it a little bit more worthwhile, doesn't it? It's uh, not.
0: It's nice if you haven't got to work. I work on Monday night and I'm working Friday as well. So it's a little bit annoying. Um, yeah, I can
1: imagine. I can it's, imagine. it's crazy,
0: actually, um, before we go, like how, how it's gone to general sale. Tickets have gone general sale, which is rarity for, for oh. league games.
1: Not for the first time this season, I believe. Um went general sale. Yeah, I think it's what do you, I mean the reason for it is it's a Monday. Um
0: they've put it as a c put it as a category B, which I think is ridiculous.
1: Is it because they're classing it as a London derby?
0: Yeah, I think they always do it. Bastards. It's, it's ridiculous, honestly. Yeah,
1: it is ridiculous. I can't can't agree, agree more with that. That all that. Instead of making the money, get the bums on seats. Nothing mm, beats not a full absolutely. house. Um Literally. So it'll be interesting to see if it does fill out, especially if it goes on general sale. Um,
0: well, we say that, but a lot of the tickets left were like £50, £60. Would you want to pay £60 pounds to go and watch Arsenal Palace? I certainly wouldn't want to pay that. No,
1: no, I, I definitely wouldn't. I could definitely um, think of spending it or putting it towards a retro Arsenal shirt. <laughs> Literally, there we go. Look, full circle. That
0: is full circle. Yeah,
1: exactly. Full circle. But as always, look, we just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We have tried our very best. Um, to talk anything about Arsenal on a non-Arsenal playing week which is very difficult to be honest but you can follow us on all the major social media platforms Steve can be found at in the clock end on both Instagram and Twitter you can find myself on Twitter at underscore the ars underscore or on Instagram at the Arsenal shirt Um, you can also find our other guest who is still missing in action we don't quite know where he is uh, but he's around in in holland somewhere we believe oh, he can be found i
0: think he's over here now isn't he he's in the uk He might have gone back actually now he
1: might have gone back he'll be back soon um but anyway keep an eye on our social media feeds for information on the next podcast uh, and when it'll be available but until then look after yourselves look after each other take care goodbye bye-bye